You're listening to HIV Frontlines, U.S. Edition, the body's podcast series focusing on frontline workers in the HIV epidemic in the United States. For more information on this podcast, including a full transcript, please visit us on the web. Welcome to HIV Frontlines, U.S. Edition, a new podcast series from thebody.com. In this series, we'll talk with the dedicated people throughout the United States who work tirelessly to fight HIV, from HIV prevention workers who educate people in parks and bars, to treatment advocates who visit with migrant workers in rural areas, to the dedicated women and men who staff our country's not quite legal needle exchange programs, you'll get a front row seat to the realities of HIV prevention, treatment and care in some of the hardest hit areas in the United States. I'm here with Brian Datcher, and he does HIV education and prevention for gay men of color in Connecticut. Um, Brian, tell me a little bit about your job, how long you've been doing it, and what exactly you do every day. I have been doing um, the prevention part of my job for over five years now, and um, basically I help educate men, gay men of color, uh, by HIV prevention and education of um, HIV and tell them, you know, basically where to go get tested, you know, um, what to do if they have unprotected sex, where to go get support and things like that for people who are positive or people who may be positive not know if they're positive and where to go get tested and just kind of encourage them to, you know, get tested for HIV. In your area of Connecticut, how, how are people getting HIV? Well, mostly the rate motor transmission in my part of Connecticut is um, to be drug use, but a gay men of color, you know, MS, MSM, men that have sex with men, is basically unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. And are these mostly younger men or older men, or are they just both age groups? It's kind of funny. It's, it's really young young men, and it jumps to older men, mm-hmm. like between, I would say, ages between 40, 20, 20 and 44. That's the, the range of people that for the rate of infection for gay men of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- what time do you go to work? Um, it depends on, you know, it depends on the weather. And, but basically I go to work sometimes maybe from 5 until 10, maybe sometimes from 6 until 11, or sometimes like from 12 until 5. Uh-huh. And where do you go? Uh, basically I go around to neighborhoods um, in Connecticut, um, to neighborhoods like, you know, the basketball court, the park, um, on the block where, you know, some guys hang out. Um, or to um, uh, what I call a peep show, which is a bookstore where they sometimes men tend to go in there and have um, unprotected sex and, and some of the video booths in the back there. Is this a pornography bookshop? Yes, it is. And and so what do you do? You just hang out and sort of, are you nosy? Well, <laughs> do you, no. do, you inter- do you say, excuse me, hello? I mean, how do you... How do you enter into the conversation of, of trying to um, help them um, reduce their risk? Basically what I do, I usually come, if I come into the bookstores, usually at night, I would say maybe around 8 or 9 sometimes, and I'll go into the back there, and the guy allows me to go in the back, and what I'll do, I'll walk, I'll, I'll walk in the back, and there's some of those booths, and I'll put some packets of condoms and information about HIV, and we get tested and things like that, and... Um, most of the time, somebody will stop me and say, you know, what's in the packet? You know, what are you doing? And, you know, I, this is your job. And so I explain what I do. This is my job. And, 
you know, I talk about HIV. Somebody has to ask you questions about having unprotected sex. Can you get HIV from having oral sex? And I tell them, yeah. And a lot of folks don't understand that, but I, you know, they explain, educate them about you know the ins and outs of um, having unprotected sex. And the owner of the bookshop is okay with you coming? Yeah, basically, it is just as long as I don't, you know, it's like it's against the law for that to go on there. But I, like I tell them, I said, you know, what goes on here is, is your business and their business. I'm basically just here to uh, save some lives. Mm-hmm. I see. So uh, I'm, I imagine you see the same people all all the time in the bookshop. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh-huh. And they don't mind you talking with them and. No, no, they really don't. They, I think they, they look for me forward for me to come sometimes for the packets and plus I think to get some information because um you know just in case they feel like they want to get tested they ask me a lot of questions about getting tested and you know I tell them there's different types types of tests and it's it's best to get tested better to know than not to know because sometimes they say well what you don't know will hurt you and I go no what you what you what you don't know will hurt you. Do you have ad- addresses to give them where they can get tested? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. I have a little card, and my card with my name on it, or a card with the um, health department's name on it, and um, information where to get tested there or other places around the, around the state of Connecticut. Uh-huh. What's the age range uh, of the people that you you find in the bookshop? Basically, their ages are between, I would say, between 30 to 60. Uh-huh. Are they men of color? Um. I would say men of color, um, you have African-Americans, Latinos, and some white men. But basically, like later at night, there's more men of color. And are these mostly men who are married? Most of them are. Yes, they are. But not necessarily, not less, I'm sorry, not necessarily, quote-unquote, um, gay or, you know, or bisexual. They're just you're men who are married and men that have sex with men. That's the category. It, the, the, it's a gay porn bookstore, I guess. No, it's, it's pretty much um, gay. Whatever it, whatever goes. <laughs> so, but, but so, but they have pictures of women at the in, uh, in the window or men. No, they have pictures of women. It's a, it's just as I, 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 I could say it like this: it's a straight. It's a bookstore. It's adult adult bookstore, but they have you know gay videos. They have straight videos. They have transgender videos. You know, it's the whole the whole thing. Oh, shebang. Uh huh. But the most of the people who are going into the video are looking. Basically, yeah, I would say ninety-five percent of the people that are going into the little booths in the back are basically having sex with other men. I think that would, that is kind of surprising. Is that well known? Well, it's not well known to maybe not somebody in the mainstream doing the HIV prevention or you know, um, you know, prevention, you know, some help working for the health department in, in HIV prevention, but um, um, it's well-known, you know. I've known this for a long time, but outside of that, it's not well-known at all. Because when I tell certain people, they're like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, yeah, that goes on, but, you know, that's why I do what I do. So all the women worry that their husband is, is are going to these bookshops and meeting women or, or looking at beautiful women and have other things to be thinking about. Yes, that is correct. Uh-huh. So, and how knowledgeable do you find the people that you encounter there about HIV? I mean, are they do they know anything? They know, you know, a little bit. Are they willing to take any risks whatsoever? Just what's their general knowledge base? 
basically they know the basic about if you know if you have unprotected sex that you you can catch uh, uh, STD or STI or HIV. But it comes to the part where they where they feel that it's not true that you can get HIV through having oral sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm always continually just saying, you know, you could look through that a hole, but you know, what comes through the hole if it's not up, don't mess with it. And, um, but they say, no, it's not. You can't catch HIV like that. I have to explain to them you can't catch HIV like that. I have to break it down and say this is how you can catch it. They don't like, oh, that's you know, that's right. You know, if you brush your teeth or you know any type of blood in your mouth or anything like that, that's a mode of transmission. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Tell me about the holes. There are there's holes that are cut on the sides of the um of the of the walls of the booth. And what are these holes called? Glory holes. Uh-huh. And what happens? A person would stick his penis to the hole or his or his butt or you know, or his mouth, whichever the case may be, and just, you know, have have sex. Or sometimes they'll come into the, the booth with the person and have unprotected sex or just have sex. And so are these little rooms very busy, or are there lines to get them, or, or it's... <laughs> not, not really, because it's not, it's not really a, like I was, that you asked me earlier, this is like a well-known, as is known, it's not really known, but people that go there regularly know that this goes on there. I see. And this so goes on across really, the country in these kind of places, would you I say? I would have, from my experience, I would have to say, as far as I know, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. So it's good to have a prevention educator there. That's correct. Yes, uh-huh. definitely. And if not inside, if somebody maybe outside, if they come out, you know, come people coming in at night, but then you have the problem of like scaring people away, and you know, the, and the proprietor, you know, probably say something to you about that. But my main thing, I tell the proprietor, that, you know, this um, we can work this together because if I have somebody, if I tell the health department, they're gonna come back here, and they're gonna tell the police department, they're gonna come back here and shut you down. So I think it's better if we work together. Mm-hmm. So this is a regular spot where you go, then? Yes, it is. And what's another regular spot that you can be seeing? Um, I usually go um, down to some of the um, the clubs, not necessarily gay clubs. I go to some of the straight clubs in the city that I do outreach in. And, um, because in the African-American community, it, it, there's not that many really gay clubs, but um, the ones that they are, they're kind of far away. So most of the guys will go down to you know, the local bar or you know, the bar down the street or somewhere like that. And most of the time, it's a straight bar. And, you know, go down there and I do my outreach. And some, you know, some people I don't know. Some people see me coming and you know, I'll talk to them about certain things. They ask you questions or, you know, somebody I know, like, here, take this. I know what you're up to. You know, because sometimes guys will sit at the bar and have drinks. And, you know, as light, I progress, I got a couple of drinks. Things start to happen, you know. Last call of alcohol, lights start flitting, fluttering on and off. You know, you start to look around, see who's available. Sometimes that's not just a woman; it's a guy. So, you know, that that's that's what happens. So, don't the men find you like a little bit interfering? Like, who are you? Like, knowing what they are looking for. I mean, they're just sitting there having a drink, and you're, you know, with, have con- you have condoms and. You're just assuming all kinds of stuff. Don't they ever get angry? Well, no. Well, I, I, I make sure that I don't go. I don't. I don't go into like the bar and just like, hey, I'm here for looking for gay men, and you know, here's some condoms. No, most of the, in, the, in the city that I outreach in, a lot of people. It's a very close knit, close knit people there, and um, basically everybody knows everybody. So a lot of people already know me, and so they're you know they're not. It's not. They're not. I don't. They don't feel like me as a threat on me. You know, I'm exposing them or anything like that. It's just like a 
routine. They say, here I come again, and you know, I'll a jar full of condoms. You know, if somebody sees me, I'll take them to the, they'll say, can I talk to you? And I'll either go outside or I'll take them to the side, and, you know, they'll say, you can go test it here, or, or you think you had unprotected, you think you were exposed to HIV, or you know, maybe you need to go, go get tested, and maybe, you know, when you go to test, make sure you talk to a counselor and things like that. But um, basically, I don't really have any problems because everybody pretty much knows everybody, and so I'm well-known, so I really don't have that problem. So where else do you go? Uh, I go to the back to the park. Um, basically, at the park where I go, it's there's the basketball court, there's the playground, and and there's a little hangout. Um, and I, you know, get, get some, I see some guys there on the block that I know that are maybe not not known to be gay, but I know that they do have sex with other men. You know, and they'll see me and how you doing, and you know, it's like a routine. And like Ryan, where's my pack of, you know, where's my pack of my information? I'm like here, here's your here's your condoms and whatever else you need, and if you get anything else, let me know. Or sometimes uh, um, the health department will come down in the van and do HIV testing once in a while. Uh-huh. Is this, I know at another time when we talked, you, you were talking about tr- uh, transgendered uh, people or um, in yeah. parks. Is that yeah. the same park or is that a different park? No, this is a different park. It's a different park. But the other side of town, there is a, you usually end up there last. That's my, my spot. You usually end up last. Is a park that's close to the downtown area, and um, there's basically actually 90% of the people over there are transgender, and um, they're there. Um, I'm always I'm always giving them information. I'm always talking to them. Most of the time, I just talk to them and you know give them comments. But most of the time, I sit down and talk to them, and they kind of talk to me about some of the issues they have as far as like you know getting housing, you know trying to you know with their partners or you know. They don't have a job. Most of the time, all they do is just like you know pull tricks to make to make their money, you know. And then it's a lot of them are like young. They're not like the youngest one there is like fourteen or fifteen. And the oldest? Uh, I think the oldest may be really not that old, but like maybe in their late thirties. Mm-hmm. And and these are all uh, transgendered sex workers of color. Exactly. And uh, are they mostly African American, or are they some that are Hispanic? There are some Hispanic, but most of them are African American. And their clientele? Um, basically, um, older guys. White or African American? Um, mostly white, but mostly white, and I would say mostly white and black, mostly. Uh-huh. But mostly, mostly, I would say 85% of them are white, older white guys. And they're mostly over what age? I would say from maybe in their mid forties to their late maybe the the mid sixties. And are they coming in fancy cars or not so fancy cars? Um some fancy cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh so some, this is the rage. Yeah, some not so fancy. But um on the where 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 I do the uh, the city that I do the outreach and on the outskirts of town there's, there's a lot of wealthy suburbs around there, so a lot of them come into the city there and come do their dirt. Uh-huh. So how many people are we talking about that are in this park? Oh, I would say a good six, six or seven. Uh-huh. And 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 they're different people all the time or the same people? There's like four of them that are basically the same ones sometimes like sometimes they get they get sometimes they get arrested, they go away and they come back. So it's kinda of basically the same four. Uh-huh. And do the the do the police crack down on them? They do sometimes, sometimes they don't. Basically, I think it's most of the time. Most of the time, their crackdown is like 
um, during the summertime for some reason. I don't know what that what that's about, but they usually crack down on them around the summertime. But they really don't bother them that much. Are many of them um, having protected sex or unprotected sex? The ones well, who are the sex workers. Um, some that I've talked to, I would say out of seven, I would say I would say at least three of them maybe have unprotected sex. They may tell me that they're that you know I thought I they have unprotected protected sex. They're like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, girl, I'm working it out. And I was like, okay, I just want to make sure you know here's your here's your package. If you want to get tested, let me know. You know, you know where to go and things like that. But I know there's these two of them that are positive. And um, as far as I know, that they they use protection. As far as I know, but that's not a guarantee. Before they weren't. Well, I know they 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 they've been doing losing tests. As far as I know, for at least two years that I've known them from from them telling me that. But I'm not sure if that may be true. But before that, I don't know what was going on before that. And the people who are the Johns, I guess, or the people buying the sex, are they? Do they want to have protected sex, or do they want to have unprotected sex? What you know? What are they willing to pay for? Well, what 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 they tell me is that there are most of the people want to have protected sex, but then there's some guys that don't want they don't want to use condoms. And these people, I guess the 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 people selling the sex are pretty desperate. Yeah, pretty much because they're most of them are come like they said. There's some young 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 guys, and they um they've been thrown out their house because of their you know orientation or you know, they've been, you know, picked on and went through the whole gamut as far as being transgender and things like that. So they really don't have really nowhere to go or that much income because they want to, they want to dress, you know, as a woman. And, and you know, to get a job, it's kind of hard for them to get a job, too. So basically is what they resort to doing for income. These are mostly pre-op. Pre, they, don't, they haven't had the operation yet. Mm, no, no. None of no. them. None of them. So, um, do you think it's getting better? I mean, if these are you know young people who you know whose parents have rejected them and maybe their relatives have rejected them, do you think it's getting better or worse for transgender youth or gay youth of color? Um, I would. Ha- I would have. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. I would have to say. I, I would. I want to believe and say yes, but. The reality that it's really not, it may be getting better, but little by little, but every three steps forward, it's like four steps back somehow. Because in, in the American community, it's, uh, it's such a such a big thing, especially transgender. I'm like, it's like, you know, poison. You know, then, you know, being coming out as being gay is one thing, but transgender, that's like, that's a total flip. So it's not really that acceptable, but it's, it's you know, with, with education, I think it's, more, um, except a little more, a little more better. You're you're optimistic. Yeah, I, you know I'm, I'm very optimistic. Yeah, but but for these kids, yeah, how? It, I mean, do 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 they feel? I mean, they they are in a pretty high risk profession, and yes, they are. Um, you know, and I don't know. Do they have? I mean, are you the only person who really talks to them and you know treats them nicely, and you know, or do they do they have any support whatsoever? There is a support group that I think some of them used to go to um, in, in the city through a health department, not through the health department, through um, a community health center. Um, I think that's every other Wednesday. I'm not sure, but um, what they tell me, they they enjoy going there. They have somewhere to go and you know and talk and things like that, and they enjoy the person that facilitates it. But they said, you know, it's just 
like, you know, that's the only place really they have to go. And, you know, all the time they can't really be going there all the time, but when they get a chance, they do. But um, they were saying they wish they would have a gay, lesbian, and transgender, you know, center for, for them to go instead of just like a place to go and talk in the, in the you know, in the, in the mall or at McDonald's or something like that. But um, they do have another place to go, which is good. But not to stay, just to go maybe just talk and like, you know, for an hour or two and get something to eat and then they're out, you know. Where are they living in general? I will, the ones over where I do my outreach, I, and I'm not sure if they all live in the, an apartment apartment building or all live in a uh, uh, two or three bedroom house up the street from the park. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more like, you know, there's like one or two in that apartment. If they all come, go in and out or... They're there, they're not there, depending on what goes on. But I know these two of them are homeless. And they just sleep here, they sleep there, you know, there, wherever, wherever they get laid their head down. How old are the homeless ones? Um, one is like 19, and the other one is in his 30s. So the park, the bookshop, and I guess clubs, those are the three places you frequent? Exactly. Two kinds of parks? So they're the ones with the basketball courts and then the one with the... Are they are they different parks or the same? Um, they're different. One has basketball court, a baseball field, and things like that, and tennis courts. The other park closer to the down downtown near the city, downtown is just like a park you like walk through and stroll through, and there's a couple of trees and bushes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So these are your regular haunts. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like well, during the summertime when the weather gets warmer, I go down to the to the park near the near the um, near the beach down there. Um, Long, Long Island Sound, and um, I usually go down there, and you know I see people that that usually that you know I know they're gay. Everybody else knows they're gay, and I usually talk to them and things like that, and give them information about HIV and things like that, what's going on, and you know basically they all they want to talk about who got what, and I'm like, well, don't worry, take this, so you don't get it. <laughs> so, how do you think you prevented any infections? I I hope I I hope I. I believe I have, and I, you know, I, I believe I have. I know that there's people that I know have gotten tested, and we never got tested. Um, I would say at least there's at least ten people I know that 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 got tested. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, I I we're going to be um, talking um, every month. So um, as you go out on your nightly, um, I guess um, walks. Um, mm-hmm. you know, keep us in mind so you can report back and tell us what you saw and, you know, what's going on. And hopefully we'll hear, you know, good things and and and, and some of those young people in the parks will find homes and, and get good jobs and <laughs> yeah, yeah. find some acceptance somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So thank you very much. Thank you. The opinions expressed by hosts or interviewees in this podcast do not constitute professional advice, should not be considered substitutes for professional services, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Body Health Resources Corporation or its sponsors. Please see the full disclaimer online at thebody.com. If you have comments or questions, please contact us. This has been HIV Frontlines U.S. Edition from The Body. Be sure to check in frequently at thebody.com for the latest news and information on HIV. 